Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo, and I am back in Tulum, Tulum, Mexico. It's one of my favorite places on the planet Earth. I really, really love it here. You guys know, or I think you know, that I come back to this part of the world very often, and I end up here so often that it's probably time for me to buy a little land to start growing roots and building a community. The truth is, Tulum is a very transient town. There's a lot of people coming in and out. In fact, it's, it's a tourist town. The hotel zone in Tulum is purely for tourists. However, there is a small community of locals here, and I believe that there's a lot of possibilities for creating a powerful spiritual community. That being said, brothers, Tulum has a long way to go when it comes to the environment and infrastructure. There's a lot of pollution, which is common where people come on vacation, right? It's unfortunate that humans don't really take care of the places they do live, and even less so in the places they don't live. People are more likely to put garbage into the bins when they're in their hometown than they are when they're on vacation. Additionally, the growth that has occurred in Tulum over the past decade has been so fast that the infrastructure has not been able to keep up. As you may know from previous podcasts, I am a cave diver and Tulum has the best cave diving in the world. It's actually known for cave diving because of the underground river system, because of all the cenotes here. And the sewage has gotten so bad that it's actually seeping in to that underground cave system, which then goes out into the Caribbean Sea. Now, brothers, this is not a political statement. This is just coming from my heart. Please take care of the planet that we are deeply integrated with. We are not organisms that live outside the ecosystem of this planet. We are survival. Our survival as human beings depends on the health of the planet Earth, both physically and energetically. Now, let's get into the podcast. I'm going to start a simplicity series. I'm going to start it with money. Money is the representation of survival. Speaking of survival, (laughs) it is the condensed version of everything we need to survive. We can buy food. We can buy water, shelter, and clothing with money. We don't need to go out and hunt or barter or use energy to create right? Clothing or find shelter. We don't need to use energy to create these things anymore. We've learned to create a synthetic form through currency, which because it is a belief that we all share, money is a belief. It's a belief. That's all it is because it's a belief we all share. It allows us to exchange energy more efficiently. Brothers, a component of what I teach in the academy and the path is to purify, intensify, and clarify your inner life so that it ripples out and becomes manifest in your outer life. And money is a part of this journey. And this is exactly why we have such a confusing but often turbulent relationship with money because we have a confusing and turbulent relationship with ourselves. This is how the matrix has been created and why it now takes on a life of its own. The matrix or the modern world, whether we like it or not, revolves around money. We have become so used to this form of existence that very few humans question the concept of money or even contemplate what the world might be like without money. As adults, money occupies a huge part of our thoughts and feelings. The time I spend with family and friends proves this to me over and over again because the conversation of money comes up at least every hour in some form or another. And it's such an intriguing truth, my brothers, that is very hard to find a person in the world who doesn't wish they had more money. When it comes to money, as I've offered said before, as I've offered to all of you guys before, the way to prosper is through 
changing our relationship with money. It is by learning to open up inwardly instead of doing anything outwardly. It's not just about your doing. It's about your being and your doing. And I want to put something out there. I want you guys to do something for me. Pause this podcast, take a few deep breaths, and open your heart and mind to the idea of what the world might be like without money. If money were no longer needed, right? Like, not, we're not going back in time here. Just the way things are. What would the world be like if money were no longer needed? Go ahead. Go ahead and pause the podcast. I'll be here when you get back. Welcome back. <laughs> I know this teaching is ahead of its time, right? However, it also provides us a bridge into an extraordinary future. And the truth is, we are creating the future with our minds. All of us together are creating the future. We need to step fully beyond our current set of mental parameters and conditioning in order to see the present moment as well as the future with clarity. And once we can see our minds with clarity, our own minds, then the habits that we have learned and the anxiety we feel around money can be let go of. Wealth and prosperity comes simply through deep mental clarity. Now, I said wealth and prosperity. What's the difference between wealth and prosperity? Wealth is the stockpiling of energy or money. It is generally regarded as a healthy thing to have as much money as possible in order to feel secure in this life. This is exactly the belief that drives the matrix, the structure that wants to keep you consuming. And there are all kinds of parts to the matrix. There's no one matrix. It's all matrix. There's capitalism and communism, right? There is consumerism. There is comparison. There's greed and entitlement. There's excess, which is the opposite of abundance, my friends. Excess and abundance are not the same. And I'm going to talk about abundance on this podcast but there are all kinds of aberrations when it comes to money, which is no different than food. The right amount of food keeps you healthy while an excess of food makes you sick and money is the same. And I'm going to challenge you on the urge or need to create wealth. Wealth is heavy. Wealth feels heavy. Rather than creating freedom from within, from a sense of purposeful living, wealth tends to create a deep energetic drag in our lives. When we live from our purpose, we're free. When we believe money is the source of our freedom, we tend to suffer. And the more we have, the more we tend to want to spend it. And the more we spend it, the more complicated our lives become. We accumulate more stuff and more responsibilities. Humans tend to complicate our lives. We complicate our lives, even without realizing it. Now, the tendency to spend money isn't the issue. It is the accumulation of wealth that drives us to want to spend it. The tendency to want to spend the money we have, and even to spend the money we don't have, right, is a natural form of life and how I define abundance. Brothers, abundance is all around us. It is natural to be abundant. Look at nature and you'll see how natural it is. Once the fruit has flowered, the tree drops it to the ground, right? Once the apple has fully grown, it's released and dropped to the ground. This allows for more fruit to flower constantly in abundance of a single tree. Nature doesn't hoard. Nature is constantly flowering and releasing in tune with the seasons. This is the great secret of abundance. It's the secret of flow. Whereas health is going to stagnate, abundance is a flow. We receive and then we give, creating a vacuum into which life can flow once again. And this is what the Christ meant when he spoke the words, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. He was talking about the difference between wealth and abundance. There's a difference. Abundance is also about more than just spending the energy or money, which is the same thing, right? Money is energy. 
It's more about just spending it. It's about spending it in the right way. It's about spending it on the essentials. And the essentials are that which enhances, inspires, simplifies, and lightens your life. I'm not talking about the essentials being food and water and shelter and clothing. I'm not talking about the materials, brothers. I'm talking about the things that enhance your life, that beautify your life, that inspire you, that simplify your life. The inessentials are that which drain you and burden you and complicate your life. One of the things we do in the academy is to take inventory of all the stuff in our lives, right? We clean out all the spaces. We clean out the office. We clean out the desk, the car, the attic, the basement, the closet, the kitchen, all the spaces. And with each thing, you ask yourself three questions. Is it serving me? Do I really want it? And is it current or outdated? These are the three questions. And by the way, brothers, you can ask the same three questions about your thoughts because thoughts are things. Thoughts are energy, just like physical matter is energy. In fact, it was William Morris who said, have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. And again, that's a very simple way to determine what to spend your money on when it comes to physical objects. Brothers, abundance is a state of mind. It is an attitude and a delight to live in. It is not about hoarding. It's not about having. It is the essence of philanthropy. Philanthropy is the intelligent and healthy redistribution of energy within a system that brings a higher harmony to that system, allowing it to fully thrive and transcend its own limitations. It is a flow. It is a passing through, like the breath of air that gives us life. Money is a free flow of experience that moves through life for all to share an experience. We inhale and use the air. We exhale and give it back to the universe. And money is no different. We receive it and we experience it. We receive money. We experience the money. And then we spend it and we experience what it provides, which is the essentials that I mentioned above. Look, here's an example. If I start with $100,000 in my bank account at the beginning of the year and I'm in money scarcity, okay, example number one, I have $100,000 in my bank account at the beginning of the year and I'm in money scarcity. Then I'm going to hang on to every penny I get, right? That's the money scarcity. I need to hoard it. I need to save it. I need to build up my wealth, right? I won't want to spend it. I won't want to give it. I just want to save and accumulate all the wealth I can. So if I start the year with $100,000 and throughout the year I make $100,000, then if I don't spend anything, I will have $200,000 at the end of the year, right? Of course, I do have bills to pay and people to provide for, so maybe I end up spending some of that money. I don't want to. Remember, I'm in scarcity. I'd rather just throw it in the bank and hoard it and watch it grow and become bigger and bigger. Not because I plan to do anything with it, you understand, but just because I had a seed planted in my mind when I was young. Remember the seed, seed thought? I had a seed planted in my mind when I was young, and now I'm afraid of poverty. And I worry about the future and I believe more money means more freedom and more safety. So I just want to keep accumulating and hoarding this money. So I end up spending $80,000 and saving $20,000. At the end of the year, I have $120,000. Yay, right? Like I have more money than I did at the beginning of the year. So I'm happy because I'm in scarcity. I've saved this $20,000. You know, I spent $80,000 and I wish I was able to save more. I said no to so many of my dreams. I said no to all of my dreams. And I said no to that which inspires me and that which beautifies my life and that which enhances my life. I said no to all that. I said no to my wife or my girlfriend and her desires. And I said no to my kids. And I planted a seed in their mind that we don't have the money for that thing that they wanted. So they will grow up with a conservative money mindset, right? They're going to grow up with the seed in their mind. It's conservative or whatever you tell yourself about your money fears so you can tell your story to your kids in a positive way. And brothers, look, I've heard it all. 
right? It's all about financial freedom, right? Or maybe it's fiscal responsibility. Or maybe you've heard it just called like being good with money or being a good steward of your money, right? But really it's called scarcity. And what it is is fear and it's living for wealth instead of living for purpose and service to all. Now, here's the other scenario. Here's example number two. You start the year with $100,000, but this time you have an abundance mindset. You have an abundance mindset. You have this natural nature mindset, like the tree that grows the apples. Okay, you have a mindset of money flow, of giving and receiving, that money will drop from the tree and then it will be there again. Another apple will grow. You know that it's all about the passing through of energy, that money is the fruit of a tree and the more fruit that falls, the more fruit that is able to grow. You are not attached to money and you know your own net worth and what you need to support your family. So you're not going to go out and just spend everything, right? You're not going to be so cavalier with it. You have this knowledge as well as the non-attachment. You have an abundance mindset. So throughout the year, due to your abundance mindset of attraction and flow, you make $300,000, three times more than the year that you had money scarcity. And since you have this non-attachment to money and you know what it takes to keep yourself and your family healthy and safe, you're able to freely spend and give. So this year you spend $280,000. And at the end of the year, you have $120,000 left over in the bank. Great year. You have more money than you started with. Now look, on paper, it seems like the same year. Example one and example two look exactly the same. Anybody looking at a profit and loss sheet, anybody looking at your taxes, anyone looking at your net worth will say, well, what's the difference? You started the year with 100K and you ended the year with 120K. The difference is your lifestyle, brother. The difference is your mindset and quality of life. The difference is you're living from purpose and service instead of from accumulation and fear. When something comes up that you want to experience, you say yes. When you see something that inspires you, you buy it or you offer it in the energy of money. When something comes up that simplifies or enhances your life, you say yes and then you add it to your life. When you find something that is useful and beautiful, you don't hesitate with this fear-based thought of, Oh no, what if I don't have money for the future? Or I, I can't spend this money because it's, I don't need it. I only want it. It's only beautiful, right? It's only useful and beautiful, but it's not necessary. I should be saving, right? All of these thoughts, all of these scarcity thoughts, and then you deny yourself the use of it or the beauty of it. And when your wife asks for some money to experience something that she wants to do, you're able to say, hell yes. And when your kids come to you because they want to experience something new and different, something that will expand their imagination and their inner growth, you say, absolutely, here you go. You've grown throughout the year. You've enhanced your life. You've simplified your life. Your wife has been able to expand her experiences. Your kids are reaching more deeply into the inquiry of who they are and what they can do. And you still save 20K. Or maybe you spent 250K and you saved 50K and then you can actually prove to yourself that you are in abundance according to the misunderstood definition of abundance. Abundance doesn't mean having more. <laughs> it doesn't mean having more, brothers. It means flow. But if you're misunderstanding this term, then you can spend 250K and then you can save more and then you know, you're in more abundance. Now, some of you might be cringing at all this. Some of you might be like deeply resisting all this. And I get that. I understand that. But first of all, let me ask you something. If you have a roof over your head, if you have food in the refrigerator, if you have clothes on your back, if you have a job that fulfills your purpose and a car that's full of gas in the tank and a dollar in your pocket, do you have enough money? Do you have enough? It's a close-ended question, right? Yes or no? If you saw somebody standing outside of 7-Eleven asking for something to eat, would you give them that dollar? Why or why not? 
It's not up to me and I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not saying you should give them that dollar. I'm not saying you shouldn't give them that dollar. I'm just asking you to ask yourself and nor am I judging the answer that you give. I just want you to answer it for yourself. Would I give the dollar to the man asking for food? Maybe, maybe not. Does it inspire me to do so? Does it feel amazing for me to do so? It begins with the mindset, brothers, not the action. Remember, the universal truth is that the thought drives the action. If the mindset is from a conditioned mind, if it's conditioning around, look, this guy needs to get off his lazy butt and get a job like the rest of us, then maybe I won't feel inspired to give him the dollar, right? Maybe it won't make me feel good because that's the thought that I'm leading with. If the mindset is, this man is hungry and I just ate, I have this dollar and I've got food in my fridge. I can offer this dollar to feed a brother. Then maybe my life will be enhanced by giving the dollar to him. I will feel good about my thought and my action, which creates a confirmation bias to think that way more. You guys know, because the action drives a result that then reinforces the thought. This is the universal truth. And let me ask you this, brothers. Does it make a difference to you if it's a man standing outside of 7-Eleven with his hand out? Or if it's a woman at the grocery store with three kids who has to start telling the checking clerk to take things out of her bag because she can't afford them, you know, is there a difference for you? What inspires you to give? What inspires you to serve humanity as a whole? Or is the scarcity so deep? Is it so deep? Does the fear run all the way into the nucleus of the cells in your body that every penny in your pocket matters to you? And look, I'm not judging. I'm only asking you to contemplate it for yourself because we are going to talk about money. Money is a part of the matrix. Money is a part of our third dimensional world. We have to ask ourselves these questions. We have to investigate the way we think about money and our relationship with this energy. And maybe the story I told you earlier in the podcast, maybe that triggers you, right? Some of you might say my wife should work for her own money. She should support herself. I'm not just going to give her money because she asks for it. You know, that whole like, you know, feminist idea or, you know, it's not actually a feminist idea. It's not an independent woman idea. It actually comes from the matrix itself, brothers. The idea that everybody should be out there making more money and feeding it back into the machine. That's a part of the matrix. And I don't subscribe to that. I believe that everybody is here to live out their purpose, to do what they love most in the world. This will attract wealth. If you want to know how to attract wealth, live your purpose. Do what you love. That's going to attract wealth. Abundance is the flow that keeps you able to do the thing you love the most in the world while still making the money you want in order to live the life of your dreams. Giving to your wife or girlfriend doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. It makes you powerful, confident, and abundant. You know, the red pill people have it backwards, and I'm not going <laughs> to... I know I've just called them out, you know, what is it? Magto, men going their own way. They've got it backwards, and they judge the generous man. They judge the abundant man. They judge the man that gives freely who receives freely, who lives for their purpose and not for wealth. And you might also be upset that I would just give my children money when they ask for it, you know? And I hear that as well. I hear your conditioning. I hear that fear. And I'm going to continue to call you out on it because you're going to probably tell me that we need to teach kids financial responsibility. If we just give them whatever they ask for, they're going to grow up spoiled. They won't respect the power of wealth. They won't respect money if it's too easy. And again, it's simple conditioning. That's garbage. It's your excuse for being stingy and in scarcity. It's your rationale for your fear and being able to put the money in the bank instead of giving it to your children. <laughs> it's a part, once again, of the matrix. I mean, who gets the money if it's not going to your family? It goes to the bank. It goes to the institution. And they just use it to make more money for themselves. And I'm not even going to get into how that works because I know you're a smart enough guy to figure out how that feeds the matrix. Brothers, the truth is all you're doing is creating a belief in your child's mind and heart 
that money is hard, that we don't have enough, and experiences aren't as valuable as the dollar. That is the essence of the lesson in the mind of a child. And furthermore, children are sponges of knowledge and experience. The more you can do to support that, the more they will grow and expand and become the amazingness that they're meant to be. Now look, for all you fathers out there that might not have turned this podcast off yet, I'm not trying to be hard on you, okay? It's not my role to tell you what to do. Remember, there is a way to teach children the power of money, and we do that through understanding what is essential in life. Sure, food, water, clothes, these things are essential, but what I'm talking about is what is beautiful. That is essential too. The things that simplify your life, the things that enhance your life, the things that inspire you, these are essential, just as essential as food and water. And I have a niece, guys. I have a niece and I see this in my own family. You know, the excuse I hear from my brother is something like, she's onto something different every week. You know, my niece is 10 years old, right? She's 10. She's a little girl. And she's on my brother says, she's onto something different every week. If I bought her the rollerblade she wanted this week, then after a while, they just end up sitting in the closet and I'd be out there buying her the dance classes that she wants this week. You know, it'd be something new all the time. I want her to learn to stick with something. Again, do you hear it, my friends? Do you hear my brother's conditioning? And I'm not trying to throw my brother under the bus. I'm just using this as an example. But can you hear the fallacy in the argument? Can you hear the fear? Can you hear the conditioning? Or maybe you completely agree with him, and that's okay too. But here's the fallacy. was that last thing. I want her to learn to stick with something. That is the lie. First of all, it's a cover for scarcity and money fear. Second, okay, fine, but that's what you want. That's the adult version of desire. That's what the adult says. It's not what the child says. The child wants to try something new. She wants to have new experiences. Look, she tried rollerblading. Okay, great. It's an adult concept to keep doing the things that you don't like or to stick with something that doesn't align with you. Thank goodness the next generation isn't like that. You know, I've heard so many people come down on millennials for their own personal judgments and conditioning. Like they're lazy. They don't want to work. They only want to do the things that make them happy. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to teach you. (laughs) I'm trying to teach you to be like the millennials, brother. Because you need to do what makes you happy. When we're all doing what we love, then not only will we all have wealth and abundance, but we'll all be in harmony with each other. You know, children need constant stimulation. The more a child experiments with new experiences, the more they will discover their inner light, their inner joy, and have a deep understanding of who they are. And money can help provide that as long as the seed that's planted in their mind is of one of abundance. Okay, so at this point, you probably hate me. (laughs) You're probably saying, screw this guy. He doesn't even have kids. In fact, he's not even married. And you're right. Both of those statements are true because it's not really about the wife. It's not about the kids. This is about abundance and simplicity. Abundance is a flow, brothers. It's a state of being that comes from non-attachment. When you aren't attached anymore, you are free. You are open in your heart. You are open in your mind. This is the state of abundance. As long as you are attached you will find that you are afraid. Attachment is a part of fear. You're either afraid of losing what it is that you're attached to and you have, or not getting whatever it is that you're attached to if you don't have it. That's where the fear comes from, losing what you have or not getting what you don't. The root of attachment is desire. You have a desire and then you become attached to that desire. And I want to define desire as something that is inseparable from attachment. It's not the same as wants. You may have a want but a desire is an attachment. You can want things and not be attached to them. Once you desire them, you have an attachment. When you separate yourself from attachment, you still want things, but you won't desire them. You will want things from a place of lightness, a place of ease and flow. You will let go and you will allow them, the things, whatever it is that you want to gently enter your life through trust and gratitude. 
instead of trying to force them into your life through attachment and fear. End part one with this, brothers. I'm going to do part two on money next week for you guys, but I'm end part one with this. If you really want to make more money, there is one surefire way to do it. The secret to getting rich quick is this, and I'm going to give it to you, bro. I'm going to give it to you right now. <laughs> the secret to getting rich quick is this, giving your time in service to a higher purpose, living the life of your higher purpose. Living through your purpose, living through your bliss, living through what you love, that is how you get rich quick. And I will talk about the simplicity of time after the second part of the money, the money podcast, which comes out next week. And remember this too, brothers, we don't make money, right? We don't make money. The Fed makes money. The Federal Reserve is what prints money. But we don't make it. The essence of abundance is to watch money. We watch money flow. We watch it come in and then we watch it go out just like with the air that we breathe. We don't make air. We breathe it. We watch it. Okay, brothers, next week I'm going to offer a very simple way for you to do all of this. Yes, I will include some doing because it's about being and doing. In order for you to live your life as simply as possible and with as little rumination as possible, there is going to be some work. There is going to be some doing and I will introduce that next week in part two of the money section of the Simplicity Series. Until then, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.